All right, what is going on, guys? It is time for another episode of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. And, well, we are getting ready to kick off. What do we got? Baja Rally coming up here in just a few days. So I am absolutely excited about that. Going to see what happens at this event. It is looking really, really good. You guys heard a few weeks ago we had the preview show and everything was going smooth. We did have a little bit of a hurricane issue. Some of the roads washed out and everything, but it looks like the rally is ready to go. I'm absolutely excited about that and see how that shakes down. But for this episode, if you guys already saw the ep- the title, it may seem a little new. What? Longtime rally racer, Ken Choma and wife, Jen, support crew extraordinaire. On the show today, we are going to be talking about a new event coming to the United States. That is going to be the Battleborn Rally. And we are absolutely excited to hear about this event, talk a little bit about what is going to be happening and what, I mean, this is crazy. The last time we saw an event like this was the Nevada Rally, back when Franco Acherbys was working on this, along with a lot of the greats. So we're interested in more, finding out everything we can about this five-day event in the Nevada desert. Saw David Pearson out there as well, running around with Kent and helping design these routes. Looks like uh, our boys over at Rally Comp are going to be the official timing and scoring of it. So looking forward to that. But let's see here in just a sec. We're going to have Kent and then Jen on. So what's been going on? Everybody, everybody running around, running rally books. All these rallies going on. Mason Klein willing, winning the Sertos rally. Absolutely crazy. That was awesome. Happy Dave also. Ruta 40 making it happen down there so let's get them on the line it looks like we've got both kent and jen on there turn down the party here a little bit ken good morning victor good morning jen you there yep i sure am (laughs) welcome welcome how are you guys good excellent great all right. How, how's the weather? Is it is it hot over there? Or are you guys cooling off a little bit? It it's is really cool cold. and rainy today, and we're a desert. What? Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's always, always, always some weird weather. Not only that, we just had our first quote-unquote hurricane blow through Southern California. You guys got some of it up there too, right? A lot of rain? We got rain. That we did. Nice. Very nice. All right. So this, I I kind of stumbled upon the website. You had told me that there was some stuff going on, but I mean, let's jump right into it. Battleborn Rally. What what's going? How did this come about? I I. Well, you know, I think I mentioned to you, and I sent you the book, right? I I sort of we we came tired of hearing that <laughs> you could never do this in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, well, wait, we actually did, you know, mm-hmm. in ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. It was done, that being then the first, you know, rally in North America, probably, um, you know, many years before Baja Rally in Sonora happened, started happening in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, and Nevada still does a lot of racing. I mean, you know, all the ba- uh, best in desert races, Vegas to Reno. Um, there are like small events like you may have heard of Virginia City Grand Prix, which is just 30 miles from Reno. They close the secondary highway for the weekend as part of the loop for a GP style off-road race for motorcycles. Uh, usually there's 500 riders, you know, 10, 
you know, 50 rows of 10 is not uncommon. So it's, it's a big event. Nevada still likes racing. Um, so I'm like, why, why not? Right. What, what can go wrong? That's you know how I've broken a few bones in rallying is what can go wrong. So we just decided to try it. And I formed the LC a couple of years ago and Jen was funny. Like we have to, we have to put a pin on the map and say, this is the date or the window and we'd have to do it. So we picked late May of 2024 as that, that spot on the calendar. And now we're, we're working towards that and learning a lot because I've never done this before. So I have a lot to learn, but we're, we're pushing through it. We're, we're trying to make it a, you know, a five day road book rally, just like the real rallies. Um, you know, we're, we're going to go from a, a point just east of Reno, Nevada, for those of you who know where that is, um, and head towards Winnemucca for day one. So that'll be a point-to-point section, and then run loops from Winnemucca for the, for the other four days for a five-day rally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and we, we chose that area because that is one of the biggest BLM jurisdictions, the Winnemucca Field Office. Um, and you know, if you don't know, you know races that are point-to-point, every, you have to get it permitted and approved by every BLM office you're crossing through, it isn't like there's a central office that can do that. So you have to work with each office individually. So a, uh, a friend of mine who used to organize races for Vora suggested, you know, for your first year, make it easier. Just work with one office as opposed to having to work with multiple offices just because you crossed, you know, the arbitrary line of a, of a, a BLM jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and that, and you know, those lines are arbitrary in that it's actually in three different counties but it's one BLM office. Interesting. So, yeah, that, that, you know, I've had a little lot, you know, there's many different maps and none of the lines line up. So you start in one County, go through a second County, finish in a third County, but you're all in one BLM jurisdiction. Yeah. Well, so, and I, I can imagine that gets tricky. You get into a point where, okay, well, I want to go from here to here, but it just so happens that 10 kilometers of it cross over into another jurisdiction for BLM. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go talk to them, even though you're only going to be there for six miles. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that, that office has to approve. They, they have, you know, they have a special use permit person mm-hmm. and then they have a GIS person mm-hmm. and you, you give it to one person and they hand it off to the next person who then compares it to the master, you know, GPS GIS file of approved routes to see if it can be done there. So hence the reason to stay with one BLM office and and they've been, they've been very helpful. I mean, they have like anywhere, they have a process. So all we have to do is follow the process, Mm -hmm. right? I'm an engineer. I can follow a process. So it isn't that it can't be done. I'm sure that as I submit routes, Mm -hmm. some of them may have hiccups. Okay. Where, so I can't go down this dirt road. Can I go down that dirt road? Like where are the boundaries of whether it's a fauna or an animal or something that, that, that they're concerned about, how do we get around that piece? Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel that that's part of a, the challenge of putting it together. It's not a, it's not a no, it's a but. Yeah. So I can work around that. Yeah. You just have to follow, you know, like you said, it's just following, yeah. following the process. Following the process, yeah. you know, and they, like I said, there are many, many, I mean, there's, as the desert, we have three or four other race groups in Northern Nevada that organized, you know, shorter looped dirt bike races, you know, maybe a 30 mile loop or a 40 mile loop. So they're used to getting these applications. 
Um, and they actually did share with me some files of, you know, here's a, a few previously run and approved races. So as I get near them, I can, you know, hop onto one of those pieces. And when, uh, when Dave and I were riding back in June, this path we brought it went forward once. We're like, Hey, let's take that and see where it goes. And it was a spectacular little trail. Um, I think, uh, if that becomes one of the days there, there could be some, some cursing, um, as they get through certain sections of it. Um, I wouldn't say true Erzberg like, but maybe Erzberg light. Um, you know, there, there could be some adventures and, and, um, I'll probably have to position a crew there to maybe help push, pull and drag some of the bikes up some sections of it. But I, those who know me, I'm always the last guy in, right? I mean, I've done rallies in Baja since 2015. I'm always pretty much the last guy, but I got through. So, I mean, just saying now it wasn't pretty, but there were no points for style, right? It was just to get up to the top of it. Yeah. At that point, it's just the the survival side of it. And the, and the fact that you picked, the fact that you picked Erzberg as the comparison (laughs) may or may not raise a flag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Erzberg light, yeah. You know, so not quite, but I'm sure as I was riding actually, I was thinking like, that's not possible. And I go, well, somebody else did it. So I get a chance. And again, no points for style, um, but got up it. And then, you know, probably it was one of those things like every piece of a rally or race, right? 10 miles later, you're like, oh, wow, that, you know, that wasn't so bad because I got to this section spectacular. So it, maybe it was worth it after all. And by the end of the day, you're like, let's do it again. You know, all is forgotten. You're ready to, ready to you know, fuel up and, and hit it again. So, um, you know, BLM's been really supportive. Um, we've met with sheriff's departments in the areas. They're very supportive. Uh, one of the sergeants who's in charge of special events, first thing he said was like, well, when do I, where do I sign up? And I'm like, whoa, 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 we're, we're not quite there yet, right? We're just getting started. Um, but he rides races the odd Baja race. And he's like, I've heard of these. I've always wanted to do one, but never knew like where to, how to, whatever it was in my backyard. It was, I have to do this. Yeah. So the, uh, the local response has been, has been really, really positive from law enforcement, city manager, uh, visitors, authorities, that, that sort of thing has been, has been really uplifting. Uh, you know, as I was talking to, um, probably Dave last week and I'm like, you know, one day I'm, I'm thinking this will never happen. It's crazy to think we could do it. And the next day I'm like, oh, this would be so great. It would be spectacular. It, it, it's going to happen. It'll be, you know, the, the, one of the better events we can put together. Because yeah. our, our goal is to make it, um, you know, a high quality event. I'm, I'm trying to think of all the things that I've done rallies. Like, boy, it should be nice if we had X. Mm-hmm. And make sure we have X. Yeah. Like, like a wash station in the bivouac so everybody can wash their bikes up before they go work on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's easy, right? And the spot we're looking at for the bivouac has an area that they've said we can use as a wash-off bay. They have water, concrete pad, a drain. They're like, no problem. So that way, as riders come in at the end of the day, before they have to do an oil change or you know repair a clutch or whatever, they can at least wash the bike off. Mm-hmm as opposed to using, you know, three cans of contact cleaners to get all the mud off. So. <laughs> much more environmentally friendly. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, and much more cost effective because, you know, we're all on budgets, right? Yeah. Hey, you know, three four cans of contact cleaner was a 
down payment to another business or something. So, well, unless we get the guys from Maxima to to help out. <laughs> but, True. So, so, Jen, tell me a little bit about uh, about your involvement. I know Ken and Dave doing the routes. What what have you been up to? So I'm more on the logistics side. So I'm obviously dealing with all those people that he just talked about. I went and met with the sheriffs and um, the visitor authority and handling food because, you know, that's always a big hot topic. Um, So just all of those kinds of scenarios while he's out writing, I'm in town talking to people, getting the word out, trying to, you know, make new friends in the area so that we could have really good support for when everybody's there. Nice. And how, you know, with the people that you've met, I mean, is everybody's been on board? Have you been talking to the, some of the towns, some of the small restaurants, that kind of stuff? Or, or Yeah, so not so much the, well, a couple of the restaurants based off of um, food listings and such. But um, there's a, a off-road store in town. Uh, they have dirt bikes and side-by-sides and all that kind of stuff, and they're fully engaged. So one of the things that we're going to try to work on is having them present at the um, at the bivouac to maybe change tires or help change tires to make things a little fast for people faster um, have an oil dumping station there that, you know, we're working on seeing if they can provide that for us mm-hmm. so that we don't have to lug it out ourselves. Um, and, and the fact that they have a full store there, they're going to stock up on things ahead of time for us. Um, tire sizes, moose bibs, all those kinds of things in case people do run out of them. It's, uh, really, really close because the town is not very big. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, just having that all accessible, uh, people are very excited for this. So they're all, all in, um, they're engaged and they're ready to get a list of all the things that, you know, we might need during that time frame so that they can stock up ahead of time. Um, and just the, even the hotels, um, they're, you know, they're good in case people do want to hotel it. Uh, the bivouac itself that we're, is the fairgrounds where we'll be staying and they do have hookups. So we're going to, um, rent out a whole section. And so if people want to bring trailers, we have full hookups for that. Um, they can tent camp there as well. That's where all the food will be served, um, as well, but there are hotels nearby in case people do want to, um, uh, hotel it as well. So Nice. Um, yeah. So just options. Um, and it's all very close. Like I said, this town is, you know, it's like a, a four stoplight town. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so not very big. So pretty much, uh, you can get through it with a blink of an eye. Um, so everything is, is really close. Yeah, only one comma in the population. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> hey, but that's good. I mean, and, and what's really awesome about it. So you, it sounds like you guys picked the right area. You know, I think I a hundred percent agree. And that was great advice that you guys got on like, Hey, just keep it in one jurisdiction. And the fact that there's a small town nearby, everything is there. I mean, that, that I think this really sets it up. How, how many miles, how many miles or slash kilometers are we thinking across the five days? Uh, I'm planning, I'm trying to make each day, Around for the forty miles for the final day. The other days will be about two hundred forty miles for the day. That gives me a gas stop at one hundred twenty miles. If probably maybe some some I've plotted like one hundred twenty two miles, um, just for fuel range and fuel capacity. And then I'm, so far, all loops I've written, I've been able to get to a gas station in that loop, so that you come, you know, you you, you leave the bivouac or the start line. And 120 miles after you've started your day, you're at a gas station. 
And as the organizer, I'll provide the fuel. I'll have somebody there during the nucleization section to put the gas in. Mm-hmm. But then, then we're not having to log gas out in the middle of nowhere or have pit crews. That was just a piece of the puzzle. I don't like, I'm sure there's probably a rule on how many gallons of gas you can carry in a trailer before you have to have a permit and placards and all sorts of other regulations. Um, so it seemed easiest to just always have the fuel stops where there are gas stations. And I've been able to get all my loops to somehow configure around to hit a gas station. So 120 miles, fuel stop 120 miles back. So each day at about 240, maybe 250 miles per day, except the last day, the fifth day, we would run a shorter loop um, so that we have time to get everybody in, get cleaned up and have an awards banquet and the celebratory dinner type thing for the, the, to the winners and the, and maybe there's a prize for the, you know, like longest on stage or something, longest on the course, because that usually me, but I won't be, it won't be me this time. That sometimes almost also deserves an award because that person, you know, is either really persistent or too stupid to give up, <laughs> but they stay on the bike. They keep going, you know, no matter what, if it's push, pull or dragging it in they're They want to keep going. Um, but so the fifth day would be a shorter, a shorter day. Um, but the other days would be two or three miles per day. The the perseverance so. award. <laughs> yes. I like yes. it. Yeah. Certainly worth recognizing somehow. And I, you know, like, like I think the car does it or used to do it where the first person on the podium was the person who had spent the longest time. Well, he had the longest time. He was the guy that was on the course the longest. I guess he enjoyed it the most. Cause he didn't want to have it end. Yeah. I mean, now you, we could look at it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Or I, I know life uh, is about perspective. I, <laughs> correct. And I know some people sometimes like decide to take an extra loop out there somewhere, you know, maybe they miss a turn or like, Oh, let's go this way instead for a while. Yeah. Just to, you know, again, increase their appreciation of the environment. Correct. By riding, riding extra miles. Yeah. Like I know the road book told me to go left, but the view to the right is much better. So I'm just going to go check that better. out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Or I, even as I've been trying to scout my routes, I'll be on this grid. Oh, this is awesome. I look down and go, Oh, I was supposed to turn 10 miles back there. Okay. Well, it was a nice ride. Yeah. Great, great road. Good views. Who can complain? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just go another couple K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, maybe there's like a place to grab a sandwich or something up ahead. Uh, you never know. So, yeah. <laughs> so and, and also I was going to say with, with the fuel stops being at gas stations and part of the neutralization, mm-hmm. You know, as neutralization, you have, let's say, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, you can stay longer if you want. So if you want to grab an ice cream, grab a candy bar, grab a taco, that's up to you then. But you have water and food and options right there as these gas stations have their little, you know, convenience mart next to it. If people want to take an extra 10 minutes because they're tired or whatever, we'll have shade tents so that people can sit down and recover if they need to before going on. Just as a, a sanity check, make sure everybody's okay. If they need nourishment, they need more water, we'll have water. But if they want to get a Coke or a Monster or a Red Bull or something, they can can hit the gas station and take care of that too. Nice. Yeah, that and I mean that makes it super convenient. Um, and then obviously you're you're back in town. You got everything you need. And and I mean, it's a competitive rally. Yeah, you could take a little bit longer. I mean, what, a neutralization could yeah. be. 10 minutes that's enough to top off and and yep. grab a quick snack yep. uh grab a quick snack clean the goggles you know mm-hmm. <laughs> sort yourself out that kind of thing yeah. so i'm I'm curious what what was the name of the of the town that, that we're going to oh uh, that's winnemucca winnemucca 
Yeah. Central, North Central Nevada. It's probably also, it's 80. Yeah, it's right on I 80. Okay. See it. City Which is the, you know, the big, I mean, I 80 runs from San Francisco to New York. It's like the big highway across east to west that all the freight ends up on, but Winnemuc is probably halfway across the state. Yeah. So it's mile marker one. 180 from the California border. Okay. So it's like 165 miles from Reno. Yeah. On the highway. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we've got the Humboldt Museum. We've got some park. This mm-hmm. is actually, yeah, this is rad. It's a, it's a, it's a cool little town. It, it's, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's entire industry is mining based. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of mines, gold, sand. Um, they just approved a lithium mine uh, north of there, right along the, uh, the border with uh, Idaho. So mining is a big thing. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of why it exists, but it's a, it's a decent little town. I mean, it, it's got a bike shop and UTVs. I mean, that's, a, uh, that in itself, knowing there's some place you can go to that might have the shift lever you broke or, or whatever is, is a huge plus. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that Sonoma cycle? Yes. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. I, that's kind of cool because then I'm like, what I'm thinking is like, okay, well, if I got to get some stuff, uh, if I know I'm going to need some supplies or whatever it is, I could probably call them ahead of time, place an order, and then just go pick yeah. it up. Pick it up. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That would be rad. So, Sonoma Cycle. Yeah. yeah. The okay. other nice thing about Winnemucca is um, they actually have a hospital and they have a full. Um, EMS department that is owned by the hospital. And so they do events like this all the time. Um, and they actually have their own off-road vehicles to get out into the desert. And they know the desert very well because there is a high prevalence of racers out there or just people who are out there riding all the time. So their EMS system is set up for extractions and so on and so forth. And we are working with them to have um, an EMS basically sitting at the bivouac um, every day in the afternoon when people arrive in case there's anything going on, they can at least be seen. Nice. Yeah, that is, that is, so, so is that, that, is that debate, right? Like, like, does this, does my shoulder hurt enough? Like what is enough? <laughs> Maybe a professional should assess it. And, and, you know, I mean, we can still be like an x-ray. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Right. But if somebody else, if, if two other people say you should probably get an x-ray, maybe you should get an x-ray. Mm-hmm. Just a suggestion. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy because sometimes it's, it's a little, something that's a little bit of a bother is maybe some taping, some medication away from not bothering you the next day or, yeah. or not doing anything about it. And then <laughs> the next day stage is the longest stage of your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, the, the old adage goes, if you have it there, you're less likely to need it. So if we have you know, healthcare present, um, hopefully we won't need it. Yeah. Very good point. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So what is the, what's the terrain like in that area? I mean, you mentioned a little bit earlier, Ken, about kind of Erzberg ish in some sections, but what's the majority of it like? The the majority is we'll say standard desert, you know, uh, either two track or single track packed sandish with some rocks, lower bushes, there are some areas where that, that go through some, some mountain passes that are, are quite rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some areas of some sand dunes, mm-hmm. uh, nowhere near, you know, Sonora sand dunes, but sand nonetheless, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, we can get into some of that, which will be nice. Um, and 
and that pretty much covers it. There, uh, oh wait, there, there, there was this one stage, one half stage I rode. I think I had five or six water crossings. Ooh, just nice. the way this, yeah, yeah, and uh, some of them were deeper than I was expecting. Um, so actually, one of them was like three in a row, and I actually stopped and got off and like walked through and was like, okay, so for this first piece, I want to be near the left. For the next piece, I want to be to the right, mm-hmm. and the next piece. I kind of split the difference, um, but that one had among um, several water crossings, which was unexpected for me anyway. Um, so that certainly kind of made things a bit more interesting. And that was in a bit of a valley-ish area that was certainly, you know, small trees, not heavy forest, but you're riding a little trail through some trees. And as time has evolved, the road has been breached by water a few times, and you know they they make some ish repairs to it and some not. Um, you know, and, uh, so that, that was a fun day. Just having all those water crossings thrown in. Now, I was by myself. So I'm like, okay, if I start to fall, I want to put the bike. So air filter is up just in case, you know, and stay near the edge. So I know which way to throw the bike. If I start to tumble and throw it into a bush. So the bush can catch it. So <laughs> didn't, didn't, want, didn't want to have to like, you know, pull the spark plug, put the bike upside down, try and get the water out of it. And fortunately didn't have to yeah. made it through again. No points for style, but nobody was watching. So it was perfect. Nice. Well, and and the water is, you know, this last year we had a, a pretty large uh, winter here mm-hmm. in Nevada. So um, good, good runoff from snow and things like that. So we'll see what, you know, next spring brings us, depending on what this winter is like as well. Nice. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we did have I've I've still heard that some of the areas of what is it? The northern Mojave are still closed. I haven't checked like the uh part of the socal bdr because of the snowfall that we've got that is still there's a lot of snow up i guess still in that area so i'm yeah i would imagine that that up in some of these areas is still pretty pretty washed out and hopefully we don't have too much rain just enough rain yeah we typically get more snow than rain rain is pretty rare here okay so then it's then it just becomes the game of the runoff exactly all right yep well, that's, I mean, that's not bad. And yeah, with, with water crossings helps wash the bike, cool you off if it's a hotter day. And, uh, which speaking of which may that, I mean, it's obviously it's not the summer, so I'm, I'm guessing seventies, eighties. That's the hope. (laughs) 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 You know, it's, it's really hit or miss in Northern Nevada. You, we could still have some winter going on. So you never know that, or we could have an early summer. Um, we don't typically get too hot up here though, mm-hmm. uh, because our elevation is a little bit higher. Obviously we get snow. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, to be honest, like right now, you know, September 2nd, it is 65 degrees today. Okay. Random. Um, mm-hmm. however, we were at 97 degrees four days ago. Okay. So, um, yeah, so there's a big gap, but, um, but typically we don't get hot, hot summers until August, late July, early August. So um, we're not looking at overheating anybody or anything like that. Yeah, good. So, I mean, it'll be good rally weather. It'll be good riding weather. Uh, and it doesn't sound like it'll be too, too challenging. I think they'll get a good, get a good tour of Nevada. Exactly. Nice. So I'm, I'm curious about this because this is, I, I remember that um, Kent actually came up to me and we we talked about this. I think it was not last year's, uh, maybe the year before Baja Rally, or Sonora. they're all blending together between Baja and Sonora. They were kind of close this past year, right? 
do you recall the very first conversation about doing this, doing this rally between you and Kent? Oh, um, I mean, I know over the years since I started joining him doing rallies, he's always talked about like, this would be great, you know, to do it in the U S to do something like this, but not like as a serious conversation more. So like, you know, this would just be a really cool idea. Um, and I would say a couple of years ago after, I think after, after a Baja, maybe after an injury <laughs> on the way home, there was a conversation about, you know, if I wasn't riding on a bike, um, maybe putting one of these on would be fun. And so just started talking about all the ideas of um, what we enjoyed about rallies. And then, you know, from our different experiences, because obviously I don't ride. So I have a very different experience of what the rally is and the viewpoint of what that is being in the bivouac all day or driving from bivouac to bivouac. So I see that different side. Mm -hmm. And so we just started having conversations about the different sides of what we see and what we think we would like to improve on or, you know, keep the same because it works so well. Um, but seeing if that's something that was doable here and, um, that conversation happened on a long, you know, nine or 11 hour trip drive back from Mexico back to Reno. And, uh, um, it kind of grew from there. So when we got back, we kind of started talking about a little bit more, um, we really didn't plan any of the actual logistics until we got an LLC and kind of got all that started. We wanted to make sure we could actually um, back it up on the front of like the um, website, you know, making sure we got domains, all of that stuff handled before we even leaked a peep to anybody about the topic of this. So, um, and so now that we have all those, now we're forced into following through <laughs> with the other side. So, but I mean, this is uh, this is great. I mean, the website's great. I mean, very clean. It sounds like you guys the the program's looking really good. I I love the idea that it's right by a small town, and and the bivouac is centrally located, so it just logistically makes it so much easier for the teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So let's see. So what about Ken? Are you? I heard you disconnected, but you're back. I'm back now. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure. I dropped off a couple of times, so we'll try this now. Oh, no, no, no. Um, what did I miss? Uh, we were just talking about the first conversation. I mean, like all the way back to where, like, hmm, maybe this yeah. should happen in the in the U.S. Yeah, I, like I said, I heard some of what Jen said, and it, that's accurate. And you know, I I heard many times it couldn't be done. And then when I found the book, the Nevada Rally book, mm -hmm. um, at first it was only on Kindle, uh, and so this was probably you know eight years ago. My whole they did it. Maybe we can. And then it bounced around, bounced around. Boy, two years ago, I actually formed the LLC. And then when that got approved, it was like, oh, I, I guess I have to do it now, right? Because <laughs> exactly. I, I, you know, I was like, oh. At this point. Uh -oh. Yeah. And then when the trademark got approved for the name and the logo, I'm like, okay, now I need to have a website. And it was like, okay, the ball started rolling. I go, well, I, I said I want to do this. And if all this stuff happened, I, I guess I can do it. And so we started, you know, really thinking like, okay, what, what, what? And then last summer, a year ago, so summer of 22, Jen and I did a little road trip around all the rural communities of, of Eastern Nevada, just for something to do. And I got on a map, Nevada map, and I just threw like a big circle. I said, there's a loop. Obviously this first one's not a loop, mm -hmm. probably wise. The, the plan is that year two, 
There will be a year or three. two. Or three. Or three. You're right. It may take <laughs> us to year three to get a loop together mm-hmm. that would start and end around Reno, but go maybe something like if you have a map, Winnemucca, Eureka, which is down on Highway 50-ish, mm-hmm. down to Caliente, which is southeastern Nevada, near Alamo. Um, Caliente, back to Tonopah, Hawthorne, and in by Carson City, Dayton area. Nice. That would give us a pretty good loop of Nevada. And having ridden some of those areas, you would then see everything that Nevada has because some of those areas have, you know, high mountain forests, which when I first rode through it, I'm like, I mean, really had no clue this was in Nevada even because mm-hmm. it reminded me of where I grew up in Northern Alberta in Canada mm-hmm. because I didn't see the trees and just the, the smell of the trees and the dirt. I'm like, this looks just like Northern Alberta but I'm pretty sure that I'm in Nevada still. So that loop, once we do that loop, it's like, okay, that's the big goal is the loop. And then talking to some people, you know, they're like, can we first time out, make life easier for yourself, make it successful Yeah. You know, and measure success. You know, David Pearson said, measure success. 10 guys show up and everybody has fun. Mm-hmm. That's a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a win. I go, that's a really good point. Yeah. Right. If we just have fun and Tim will come fantastic. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not sure how many will come and we haven't really figured out if we're going to, you know, we, we're going to have to cap it because this is our first year. We don't, we want it to be successful and fun and everybody leaves happy mm-hmm. with perhaps a smaller number than a larger number. And people are, are like, oh, you know, they ran out of food or this wasn't right or that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to have to pick somehow a number like this is the number that is the most we can handle and be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that seems very smart. I mean, and, and the cool part about the, the rally side of it and, and kind of what you're saying is, okay, well, here's, this is the benchmark and here are the road books that are in this area. And then next time it's okay, well, we're going to go one jurisdiction over or maybe two or maybe go to the right. next and and then yeah. yeah, make road books into that. So now you got two jurisdictions, two bivouacs, and next thing you know, yeah, year three, it might even be the year you could go all the way around, right? Uh, you know, depending on it. So yeah, because it's, it's not just jurisdictions; it's also the whole traveling road show. Mm-hmm. You know, as as we I've done rallies and I've you know we volunteered at a couple of them, and you to do it well, the whole moving the bivouac, you truly need like the car does two of everything because it's almost impossible to disassemble everything and move it and have it set up at the next place before the first riders get there. Mm-hmm. So you almost need to have two of everything and then have volunteers who like leave the night before or the day before. And their job is to just leapfrog ahead and put up some tents and a welcoming area so that when the first rider shows up and the first support team shows up, there's someone to say, Oh yeah, park over there. Uh, here's some water and snacks, you know, whatever. Here's the pressure washer, wash the bikes off. You have that stuff set up for them already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's a very good point because I, you know, I remember that back in the uh, Baja rally days that it was the same. It was like, okay, you have to plan out, okay, what what is the latest time I can leave to make mm-hmm. to the next bivouac? And in my case, it was to make sure that we have timing and scoring set up so that we exactly. don't, you know, now you're racing the first rider. <laughs> So. Yeah. Well, exactly. I've, I've mentioned to you, Victor, you have to have to do a planes podcast with the volunteers and, and the support crews because they have their own rally. 
They right? right? Somehow they get directions worse than the riders. And they're on the roads, right? I'm like, yes. I'm like, how come they get worse directions than the riders do? And they're not even like, they don't even get numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, they should have like their own competition. Like who doesn't get lost or who can find the, the best gas station or something, because that is a whole separate little race. And, you know, I volunteered at Sonora this past spring, Jen and I both did. And it was the first time I ever volunteered. And it was a totally different event. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just was, and and that like I envision that in the car, how the the really big trucks now race, you know, the the Kamas and the Avecos. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they used to be the support vehicle only, and then two of them said, "Hey, I'll race you to the next bivouac," <laughs> and all of a sudden, it hence now we have them racing on the course, but it probably started with. The, the bivouac race, like I can beat the next one, you know, or I'll make you, I'll beat you the first gas stop. And pretty soon it was a set. It's like, Hey, let's just race these things. <laughs> as, as Mo Harga, the garbage trucks. <laughs> yes. The garbage yes. trucks. Yes. <laughs> Which is, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and I've, anytime you go riding with a group of friends, somebody's going to want to get there first. Maybe exactly. not, and maybe not all of them are interested in that, but there's going to be at least two guys in a group of three that want to get there first. <laughs> so, yeah, it, uh, but I mean, it, it makes it interesting and, and you're absolutely right. And I mean, and, and Jen, I've seen you at multiple events, you know, chasing Kent around, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the truck and going through that. So, I mean, he's, how accurate is that? Is it, is it definitely another event for you? Is it a race for you as well or a rally? Yeah. Um, there was actually one time that the directions took me on the race course. <laughs> <laughs> and so I saw Mike Johnson pass me <laughs> while I'm driving. Um, but also, you know, down in Mexico, it's a little different because of the kilometers per hour for driving and they're a little slower and I have a, kind of a lead foot. So I get pulled over kind of regularly. Mm. Um, so hoping that doesn't happen up here. Um, but, but yeah, no, it is definitely a different, um, I have learned to get myself through Mexico all by myself without speaking Spanish. Nice. And surviving. Um, but, you know, I get to see things that Kent never got to see. Um, actually, my my favorite was in Sonora. I think it was the first year I did Sonora. Um, or maybe it was the second. We went to this little town. So it wasn't all of the coast. Um, and it was and I got to stop and I got to go into this beautiful Catholic church and this little old lady who was like cleaning and running it again. No English on, or no Spanish on my part. No English on her part. She totally showed me the whole place and then she fed me. She fed me lunch. (laughs) And then I got to get back in the truck and keep on. Um, And I still made it to the bivouac in time or to the next fuel stop in time. But I mean, it was just amazing to see um, all the towns that most people don't actually get to see um, because you, you know, we go to bigger places, right? We vacation at, at resorts or whatever. And when you think of Nevada, you think of Vegas. That is what everybody thinks of. Like, I cannot tell you how many times friends have said, hey, we should get together for dinner. I'm in Vegas. And I go, yeah, that's an eight hour drive for me. Not going to make it for dinner, you know? And so people don't know what Nevada is about. And um, it's, it is beautiful. So this is kind of bringing all that together. Nice. And I, and uh, I mean, that's awesome. And it, I I agree with that, that there is on both sides, I think rally 
as, at least rally routes traditionally won't follow, especially like the stuff down in Baja. They won't follow the traditional race course that everybody gets to see. So the people out on the course get to see something completely different. But because mm-hmm. of that and the remote locations, that also means that the crews are going to go into towns that maybe they never got to, to explore. Uh, little little communities, you know, like in, in Sonora Rally, uh, with some of the, I'm going to say not the reservations, but the lands that are still occupied by the indigenous people, the the tribes that mm-hmm. are still there, you know. So right. It's it's really really cool. It's like it really is a whole cultural experience. Definitely, yeah. yeah. That is nice, and I'm 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 looking at the map. I'm seeing all these green areas and peaks. Kent, like you were saying, I mean, there's there's high elevation stuff in there, all in scattered throughout the Winnemucca area that I can see. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's much different than what you see if you just drive on I-80. Yeah, right. If you <laughs> take, the, take the biggest highway, it's not saying like when I mentioned going down to like Eureka on Highway 50. You know, Highway 50. Mm-hmm. You no know, name, the loneliest highway in America, probably for good reason, um, but you see some spectacular views and there's little tiny towns that you've just had two hours of flat white desert. And then there's a mountain pass and there's trees and bushes and greenery. And you're like, wow. Or you mentioned Caliente down by Alamo. When we were there, there's, there's two state parks, 30 miles apart. And one of them is true is this desert rock, really deep, deep ravines. And the other one is right next to a natural spring so it's all green and has a little like naturally spring-fed spa where you can go soak in it and they're 30 miles apart yeah that's crazy so mm-hmm. you know i guess like anywhere else there's that much anywhere you go there's that much diversity but people just know what they see in their brochures or when they go to the biggest airport yeah, exactly. They don't get to see, yeah. you know, or yeah. what they see from the airplane when they're yeah. when they got the window seat. But that obviously, you know, <laughs> it's not going to yeah. be much. And I'm, and I'm, I'm looking I'm on the website right now. It's uh, battlebornrally.com. And just looking at the pictures, you know, all of them have some green in it. I mean, this is mm-hmm. so it's very like you're saying you guys are saying is very different from the typical quote unquote Nevada desert that we're used to seeing you yep. being further up north. You know, mm-hmm. this is, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And we chose the name because uh, Nevada is the battleborn state. That yeah. is the, the motto. So, state motto. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that is where we got battleborn rally from. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say I would, that was uh so we got the, and it's like a little crest, uh, but tell me about the rabbits. Those oh. are desert, desert hares. Desert hares. Yeah. I hope the big ears. If, if you, <laughs> Every time I go riding, I see at least one. Okay. And, and it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's truly like the game of Frogger, right? Like they, you're on some trail and, and you'd see one like foot across and then they see you and they dart back and they dart back in front of you. Then they try to run you for a little bit and then they finally just leave. So it's just like, oh no, I don't want to run the, this little guy over and you try not to fall and he finally or she finally realizes, just get out of the way. Mm-hmm. But pretty much every time I go out, I will see a desert hare. Nice. Part of the, part of the local wildlife. Exactly. Yep. So, but I mean, last, last time I was out, I saw uh, three deer and a baby elk. Nice. So, and, and a bunch of open range cattle because there's a lot of open range cattle, but yeah, there, there is a, a pretty nice variation of wildlife that you might see. So just like any, it, it, when I've raced some of the score races, right. I mean, 
one year that's San Felipe and it's kind of foggy and all of a sudden that you know mile 10 we're in the middle of this herd of cattle everybody has to come to a stop because it's foggy you can't see where the cows are they're not seeing you were moving so it was this little kind of quasi neutralization stage we weave through all the cows then to resume race speed mm-hmm. so. and which is i mean is part of the you know it's obviously it's part of the adventure mm-hmm. <laughs> getting to experience the wildlife and and being yeah. in these areas yeah I'm, I'm kind of curious about something though and, and other some of the other rallies um that have been stateside being on blm land what is the bike restrictions like i mean are, are we gonna have to have you know turn signals uh, mirrors spark, all of spark, the B- blm spark arrestor okay uh, i spoke with the sheriff's office mm-hmm. and i said you know i said i will require license plates because we're going to be on public roads mm-hmm. and i i, I asked like I said now however I find a mirror to be a hazard because I can get impaled on them. He's like, uh, totally. Yeah. He goes, I don't want you getting impaled. No, 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 no mirrors. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's like, you're just asking for trouble. I go turn signals. I go, I I don't want to litter broken turn signals because I've left so many in the desert. Mm -hmm. I just take them off. He goes, uh, yeah. Also, why would you have something else to impale yourself on? Mm -hmm. So he's like, like a license plate you know, vehicle insurance and, and then ride respectfully. And I said, totally. I go, if, if we're on public roads, like when we do our liaisons, right, there'll be speed. And I said, and I was using rally comp, you know, thank you, Mike Johnson for agreeing to add me to your calendar of busy events um, for timing and scoring. You know, I can control speed and set penalties. And obviously if they're speeding on a public road, mm-hmm. that's, that's a, that's a, just like it, if it was me and my car or truck, driving between towns if i get pulled over for speeding that's on me mm-hmm. said now i can penalize on time but if somebody misbehaves on a public road mm-hmm. that's on them he's like thank you <laughs> not only well they, they get a, they, they get a bonus souvenir yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well it's it you know obviously that's the thing is this I, i'll go with it i'll use the term it's a gentleman's sport and so it's basically everybody's usually well behaved but yes if you get Correct. caught if you get caught speeding and you have you're on a liaison there is a yeah. there is a time so mm-hmm. it's just like being late to work so not only do you get a time penalty you also get a ticket which could yeah. increase the time penalty because you know it, it takes them a while to run your license Thank plate you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Check check your driver's check license your driver's history. Uh-huh. Did you pay that speeding ticket? You know that from Nevada from five years ago. Maybe you forgot about. Mm-hmm. It can all add up. Yeah. Um, but as far as you know, on on the BLM sections on the race sections, mm-hmm. those are race sections. Both okay. BLM and um, the sheriff's department, are like those are race sections. Yeah. And and what I've offered to the sheriff's department is once I have the routes approved, I'll send it to them. So if there's sections on like dirt roads, because mm-hmm. obviously like, well, a county road, his description was, if it's seen a grader in the last five years, it's probably a county road, mm-hmm. which does have a speed limit. He goes, but I also know this is a race. And if the grader hasn't been there for five years, it's probably not very traveled. Yeah. So he said, we can work out like, okay, in this section, you're, you know, don't exceed, don't exceed 60 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I offered back. However, I, as a courtesy to be a good neighbor, if it's near a ranch, mm-hmm. like we do, you know, in, at, in Baja or Sonora, if you're passing a ranch, you slow down. Yeah. Just to less dust, 
you know, uh, the kids could be out playing and a ball rolls across the road or whatever, right? If you're passing a ranch, you slow down. Yeah. I said, and then, you know, then whatever half a kilometer after the, the ranch, resume race speed. He goes, oh, I love that. He goes, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. No, and- so we want to be, we want to be good neighbors. We want to make sure that they want us to come back the next year. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, and something like that, like, you know, okay, well, there's a power sports shop in town. So it's just as easy, you know, like, yeah, support the local businesses, support the local people. And exactly. yeah, you get invited, you get invited yeah. back. And, yeah. and I like that too, about, you know, the speed zones uh, in front of a ranch or, you know, something of interest like that, where I, I saw it, it was interesting as I saw it on some of the road books at Sonora rally this past year, where the FIM FIA had more control, or I should say ASO, had more control over the roadbook creation, I think mm-hmm. maybe even 100%, but there was speed zones in the middle of nowhere. I, oh, for, really? for no rhyme or reason, I saw a couple mm-hmm. of them and then later heard some from the riders about it. It's like, well, wait, how is there a speed zone out here in the middle of nowhere? But then I thought about it and I'm going, ah, this is how they break it up. There, mm-hmm. I mean... If you're not paying attention, you could hit a hundred meter speed zone and you'll be in and out of it before you even had a chance to pull the brakes. If you're not paying attention. Right. Interesting. That's a fun little tidbit. Yeah. So I hope nobody kills me. (laughs) I've just been canceled in the rally community for suggesting that that was a that was a thing. I'll put in the notes section, courtesy yeah. of Victor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's this random speed zone in the middle of this perfectly flat dry lake bed. Mm-hmm. Brought to you in part by. Zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brought, brought to you proudly by Chasing Waypoints. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's the Chasing Waypoints, the CW speed zone. That's what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I mean, there was, an, and I saw it on one of the ones where I saw or, or, you know, heard the comments was on a hill. You know, so it was like they were controlling the speed going up the hill is what it seemed like. But it was a speed where it was almost questionable whether or not you were going to make it up the hill at that speed. So it's, you know, it's interesting. But but then again, it's it's the game of rally. Right. But that's still kind of evil. Yeah, I mean, it's evil and (laughs) and probably generally frowned upon. But, you know, at the same time, it's like that's what separates it, you know, and 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 ropes everybody back into a certain extent. And I mean, and that's, you know, that could have just been tests for for future Dakar, you know, where they're they're you know, they've Mm. been working very hard at limiting, you know, limiting the top speed of the riders and, and slowing the pace down. And I mean, this could just literally be something like that, that they were maybe trying out. So. Right. I don't know. But I mean, this is I, I this is awesome. I am. I'm happy to hear, you know, how far along this is. I mean, is there uh, with it being in May? Are you are you guys close to finalizing the diesel, like finalizing the routes and finalizing, you know, the logistics and things like that? How how close are we to that finish line? Yeah, I'm pretty close. Yeah, I, 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 I intend to put all the deposit money down for the bivouac probably by the end of September and then we can, we'll then publish the dates. We're looking at end of May. Um, but we're just working with the um, convention visitor authority to double check all their other commitments. Cause you know, they, they do the rural areas. They have a host of other events, rodeos and such. And, and this is sort of the hub for the. the- oh, I think we lost him. Oh, yep. He cut out. Oh, So I'll take over that one. Yeah. There's a lot of rodeos and, um, auctions cow auctions oh. out there um so it's a very large um event center 
out okay. there. So, um, we're, yeah, he's, we're actually leaving tomorrow to head to Winnemucca again for some more writing, um, or him writing and, um, hopefully get the routes submitted probably mid September to BLM to get approval. They only request, um, six months notice or advance to approve them, but we're really trying to just be ahead of the game and get them approved and back to us to see if there's anything we need to fix. So mm-hmm. we're not like, you know, lagging on that. Yeah. And then, um, everything else is, is kind of in line. The only thing left is, um, figuring out, not figuring out, but like agreeing to who we want to use for food. So that's, that's kind of, um, my working relationship right now is trying to figure out, um, who we like the best. And, you know, because it is rural Nevada, it is harder to, there's just not a lot out there. Right. So, you know, to handle an event like this, that's going to be five days. Um, we want it to be someone who's really consistent and really good at that. And so we might be actually bringing somebody with us from our, from Reno to do that. Yeah. So no, and that, that, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, we obviously just want to support the local, you know, community, Mm -hmm. but that, I mean, there's a couple communities that you guys work through. I mean, both Reno local businesses and then, you know, up in, in Winnemucca, but I've, man, this is, this is great. I mean, it's, it's, you know, getting ready to finalize, getting ready, you know, the last, uh, the last riding, the road books and stuff like that. Happy to hear Mike is, uh, Mike with uh, rally comp on board and, and helping the event. So that's going to be awesome. Yep. And, uh, we're also, uh, working with Kira and Justin for media stuff. Awesome. So, um, we've been conversing a lot with them recently. Uh, so they're going to, uh, be at the event as well, um, to help us with all of that. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really trying to make it, you know, the community that we know of rally, we really want to make sure that all those pieces are still hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, all the people that we've met over the years that we know are helpful that we're tapping into all of that. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, and it's, it's the rally family, you know, all, all, all these people, everybody knows everybody, you know, we, you, I, everybody else in the, in the bivouac, you know, we're always hanging out around each other and it's just one of those, you know, it's just the scene. So it's cool to have that in other places, see the same people, familiar faces in some exactly. completely different place of the country, <laughs> you know, the, other, and other than Mexico, you know, Baja California. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, and it's, and it's also something that would be nice to grow, grow in the U S I mean, um, you know, these races, these rallies that go on in Mexico are, you know, as amazing as they are, there are still people who don't want to go to Mexico. They're scared of Mexico, which is crazy to me, but that's just the way it is. And so they, they just won't do it. Um, and so, you know, to have something here in the U S that they're, they feel more comfortable with at least getting their feet wet in it, or maybe it's not as far of a drive for them, you know, and so starting it, here, then they might venture out and end up going to Mexico for a rally. You know, um, that, that's something that we are really interested as well is to, you know, just grow the community even more than what it is. Cause it is an amazing community. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always a lot of fun hanging out, you know, uh, all the, the whole time, right. Not just in between the bivouacs or running into people at the gas station. Cause everybody's fueling up going to the next bivouac or, uh, right. you know, tracking or results or any of that stuff. So it's always, uh, for, for those that have not experienced it, I've said it before on the show that it's one of those things, like if you haven't, you know, volunteer for a rally and see what it's really about. And right. 
And I and and I agree. There are, you know, like you said, there's still a ton of people that don't, you know, it's like, I don't want to go to Mexico. I don't want to, you know, uh, the, the assumption is, is that the cartels are waiting as soon as they cross the border to kidnap them. Right. Or, you yeah. know, <laughs> all the other stories. And I mean, it's media. They want to talk about those things and so on and so forth. But it's well, heck, don't go to Chicago then. I mean, <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. And and make sure that you're not in downtown L.A. past 11 p.m., you know, or San Francisco at or, this point right? or San Francisco I mean, or. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you know, I, I firmly believe if you're looking for trouble or are not aware of where trouble is and, and the time of and the operating hours, it will find you. Mm-hmm. So right. doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, but, exactly. But no, this is this is going to be cool. And so do we have Kent, do you have uh, or do you guys have we're thinking what end of September before we get the official official dates? And, and I see that on the website, you can already register. Well, that's just actually, a, I can, yeah, that's like a newsletter. That's just so we have contact information okay. to reach people. And as I've gotten emails, I've responded back, you know, and, and I've gotten requests from a few different countries, even as people have seen it and just say, OK, we're still finalizing, but. I think that end of September, mid-October, I'll have the dates published so people can start locking calendars. But I would not expect to have registration open until near the end of the year, just as we're trying to figure out, again, first time through, how much does all these pieces cost, right? How much will it cost to get all the food there that we want? Because we want, like I say, we, we want to make sure that we have like stuff people remember. Mm-hmm. We want to have good catering. And good yeah, no food poisoning, right? None yeah, of that we don't. We don't want. No, we don't want that replication of. I won't say which rally, but I believe it was 2016. There was the uh, infamous undercooked chicken on the last at the last bivouac. Um, that chicken, chicken tartare. Yes, yeah, made everybody's time the next day a little bit longer as they were stopping for additional stops during the day. Yeah, un- unplanned pit stops. Yeah, we'll call um, smoke breaks. So. Sure, yeah. <laughs> those those. Are lucky enough to have cigarettes, yeah. It was uh so we want to make sure we don't have that. Yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, yeah, but we'll have some dates out probably end of September, early October, so people can at least start marking their calendars. Um and then open registration up certainly by the end of the year. Nice. And then and then, you know, then we'll take it from there. We'll see how this goes. We'll see if we get, if, if we have, if we have 10 really happy riders or if we have to look at what's, what's our cap number because mm-hmm. it's, it's that popular, you know? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I it's it's going to be an event. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see that's, you know, the, the challenge, right? How big, you know, you want everybody to experience it, but at the same time, you want to make sure that everybody that does experience it has a good time. So then, then becomes the balance. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I you guys have you know obviously you've been doing this for going to the rallies. You've done the homework, uh-huh. done the studying. How far along you guys are already on this? You know, and and keeping it under wraps and just pushing things forward. You know, moving it forward. This is awesome. So before anyone else, you guys have done a great job, and that's something to already be proud of. And I can't wait to actually see the event in in May or be at the event. I'm gonna yeah. We're working. Uh, we're working on some things, but yeah. So. What else? Uh, what else do we need to know? Does anybody? Uh, we've already got uh, battlebornrally dot com is the uh, is the Correct. website. Yep. Uh, yep. Get we have up. Instagram and Facebook um, up and running now too. So if there's um, once we have more stuff, there will populate there as well. So if you don't want to keep checking the, the website regularly, we will post things to Instagram and Facebook. That so go and follow us, and then we can uh, 
you can make sure that you see the alerts when we update them. We'll say, you know, oh, registration is open or dates have been posted or all of those kinds of things. Okay. Yeah. So follow on Instagram. Um, and then right now also you can register, uh, correct, Kent? And for the newsletter type. Exactly. Yeah, for the newsletter, yeah. At least let me keep track of people, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. And, and what I was just going to – one thing that when when Instagram and Facebook went live, I got several questions on, you know, motorcycles or motorcycles and UTVs. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it will be just be motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, UTVs are tricky because they're not street legal. So how do, how do I do a liaison with vehicles that aren't street legal? Do mm-hmm. they all go on trailers? It, it's just it, – it would be adding – too many other things for me to figure out mm-hmm. at this point, but there certainly was a lot of interest from the, the UTV community as well. On um, as we see, as we see at, you know, pretty much any off-road racing event now, the UTV classes in the last five, 10 years have really exploded. Um, but this will be motorcycles only. Yeah. Just for the time. And, and also I mean, for now, and it allows me to pick certain, you know, certain areas. I can do one roadbook. And if there's a section that's single track up a ravine, it's okay. I don't have to create a second road book that goes around that because it's too narrow for a side by side. It's just all motorcycles. Yeah. Then, then it becomes the HP for the, <laughs> for the, UT- yeah. you got UTVs yeah. make a right, yeah. figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. Just, there's a waypoint over there somewhere. Just yeah. go find it. Just yeah. go find it. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. an interesting, yeah, it, it does become yeah. interesting. And yeah, I mean, and, and that's good to hear. I mean, I, I the more people that are involved in rally, you know, more people that are looking at doing it, whether it be on a UTV or on a motorcycle, mm-hmm. um, you know, great. The sport continues to grow. Uh, it's just obviously logistically, yeah. like you said, you know, for the UTVs, it does become a little bit harder, not being street legal. Yeah. How do you get them yeah. out? And then, yeah, when you go up this fancy single track, that's got this bitch in view, how do you get yeah. a UTV around that? Exactly. Yeah. So, but so, you know, I, I, I you know, Jen kind of, gives me a, a questionable eye and I say, you know, maybe next year. And she's like, mm, that could be a little optimistic. I go, okay, in the future. Yeah. Like, I have to bring you know. him down to earth sometimes because he's just like, sure, we can do whatever. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But, you know, but, you know, I, I agree with it that it is, uh, it's hard. I would think it's hard to put a date because the initial thing to me is like, it's almost, almost like you have to create uh, another, obviously it's like another class, but you almost have to have somebody else designing the road book or looking for those ways around and then right. deciding the rules, teching the cars and doing all of these things so that they can have a good event as well. It, you know, yeah. it, because it, it almost ends up being two events. I mean, at the rallies that I've worked where UTVs are involved, it's usually, it's usually vehicles and motos. So then vehicles kind of have their own whole thing going on, different start times, different routes, all of these things. Yeah. You know, and not completely different, but there are sections where usually there's going to be a go around or something else. So. Yeah, it's probably like you have to make it's like one and a half different rallies. It's yeah. not quite two because there will be some common, but it's like enough different that it's it's more than just one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, but there there was certain there was a lot of interest in. And I said, I, at this point, you know, and and Kira was was helping us, and she's like, "Well, are you sure?" I'm like, and I kept like going maybe and Jen's like no <laughs> <laughs> yeah I obviously am becoming the negative Nancy at this but no <laughs> yeah no and I you know and I I you know I completely hear you it, it it is uh it is difficulty and then there's always the same you know you you worry about rider safety 
uh, and having UTVs on the same course as riders and the faster UTVs catching the slower riders. So, you know, while yes, it's cool and the idea and the concept, but it can't, uh, it can't be rushed into. And it's hard to even put a time frame on it because the first event hasn't actually, actually happened. Right. We will go have classes like the other rallies. Um, and there was, there was, we're toying with an idea that we were, we were provided by somebody to have a media class, Mm -hmm. um, and invite, uh, you know, journalists from different off-road racing magazines or, you know, things like that to come and race in their own class. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, with the ending result saying that they're going to write about it. Right. (laughs) But, you know, just having, having that, you know, and, and having the other classes, like the other rallies do as well. So if, if somebody like, like good old Todd Zacher, um, wants to bring his, his big bike, like he did to Baja that one year, you Mm -hmm. know, or Brett, right. They like to to ride those big bikes. We'll, we'll have that as well. The adventure class. Nice. So yeah, I think that that is actually a really good idea. You know, then that, that way the media guys are competing uh, you know, within themselves, uh, it gives them something obviously to write about in an event and especially with rally rate coming up, you know, and growing little by little. I mean, that's, right. uh, that, yeah, that's a great idea. That would, I think that would be really awesome. So, and it, we, I think, uh, Jen, did you, did you, did you kick Kent out? Because he was talking too no. much UTV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I guess I'm, I'm clearly in the bad part of the house for, uh, for Wi-Fi and cell coverage because I moved my phone like four inches. I'm like, really? And... So maybe, maybe when, maybe when our, our middle daughter was complaining about reception or bedroom, she wasn't actually kidding. Um, as it does seem pretty questionable <laughs> as, here. As, so, it, okay. as it turns out. Yeah. Huh. As it turns out, she was right after all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I missed Did you mention the media class, Jen? I did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and that was not our, idea. that, that was, that no. was a gift. That was a gift from, from early days. who I have to thank yeah. For the, everyone to hear, because um, when I spoke with him, because he's—I mean, I've known him since 2015 at Baja Rally. Mm-hmm. Um, so we stay in touch intermittently. As you know, one of the kids injured, we call the other. Um, and I to- I called him to tell him about this, and he'd heard about it on your podcast last week when Scotty mentioned it, and he was like, "Really? You can't call me first? So once he got over being hurt feelings, every <laughs> you know, three times a day, get this text message like, "Here's five more ideas." I'm like. Great, keep them coming, and like the media one going. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, that's a clever one mm-hmm. because they would have a ball. Which which magazine has the the best performing editor? You know, I mean, they would like you said, two guys get together. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's going to be a race, right? Oh yeah. You know, so just make up, make up a class. You know, 100%. let them do it. Hundred percent. And and I mean, at the end of the day, this is it, it, we. Dave and I talked. Oops. Oops. Gnarly Oops. Dave and I talked about. Oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's Dave? Yeah, I know. Who's Dave? That's literally what he will tell you if you say that. Uh, yeah. You know, in talking about it, it's like it's all about the overall until you're not leading. So it does, exactly. you know, even if you are in the media class, you know, that all of a sudden yeah. there's a media guy, you know, you get, uh, I don't know, you get somebody like Quinn Cody, you yeah. know, that writing and he's there because of the podcast or cycle news or however it is or jesse sigler and all of a sudden they're top three in the rally and who's this media what's this media thing oh, let's see here i think i'm now i'm i'm experiencing the uh, connection issue i think are you guys still there 
What's going on, guys? Victor with the Chasing Waypoints podcast. All right. Are you looking to promote your brand to a worldwide audience on the podcast? Drop us a line at podcast at chasingwaypoints.com and let's talk. See what we can do about getting you some more ears for your company and getting the word out worldwide. Oh, I think I lost them. So, I mean, how uh, how interesting would that be? You know, having having these guys do... Uh, do their own media class, be able to compete and then see how they stack up against the field. Um, and then the fact, you know, that how Kent just mentioned that he's getting uh, getting more and more interest, especially worldwide, is absolutely I mean, is awesome. I mean, how you know, how great is that to be able to see the interest from coming across from multiple countries, you know, here in the U.S., you know, you've got rallies like the Kota rally. You've got a lot of different things going on and we're able to see the sport grow little, little by little. I mean, that is, that is absolutely awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. I think that it's going to be a great event. Uh, we're looking forward to getting some more information here soon and, and see, you know, and see what happens. So unfortunately I'm, I'm now experiencing some connection and technical difficulties that just, uh, closed out the conversation with them, which is a bummer, but I will get, uh, I will get with them again on this. We've got a lot going on. Let me, Actually, let me see, because they, you know, I don't want to miss any details uh, of this. So let's get another uh, let's get this thing started once again. But I don't know. What do you guys think? So battlebornrally.com is the website. If you guys want to check that out, uh, if it is something that you guys are looking at and are interested in, in maybe learning some rally school stuff, getting getting ready for these events, uh, want to learn a little bit more about it. You know, let me know. Send me send me a message and we'll get you uh We'll get you guys uh, set up. You know, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, getting started. What are the what's the equipment you're going to need? What are the things? I mean, we've got a lot of great companies here stateside uh, that we can use. Uh, like Moto Minded has a complete tower setup that you can bolt onto your FE bikes or your KTM onto the Austrian bikes, uh, and then some. You know, there's there's a ton of stuff. Rally Moto Shop has kits that could just bolt right onto the handlebars. Uh, which I'm a fan of is the rally light type setup. Uh, so there, there's a lot of things that you can do with with almost no, you know, no real effort. And if you already have that race bike, you know, you can convert it. If you already have that street legal dual sport, the FE 501s of the world, the uh, FE versions, the EXCs, the, you know, all the other, you know, all the Hondas that are just out now with the 450s, uh, all of these bikes, you know, all of these are bikes that you can get into the sport fairly easy. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what happened here. I think it's uh, oh, I think we're. Can you hear me now? Yeah, are I'm you guys back? back? Yeah, we are. I, I think okay. it was my turn to have the technical difficulties, and I was literally going to say I was having internet trouble the other day, and I'm glad I wasn't. And well, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I get for thinking about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I was just talking a little. You know, all the street legal bikes, all of this stuff. You know, the interest that you guys have had. You know, for this. So. Uh, I don't, you know, any, any closing last things that we need to know, you know, that we should be ready for. I mean, just come and have a good rally with us. Register and our goal is to make it a, a quality event. We want people to have a really good time and just come and see Nevada. Right. Nice. Right. Cause we all want to be friends. Right. No, this is this is Why great. Two short time enemies. We just want to get together, have some good, have a good time, see Nevada, ride. Yeah. 
So I, I guess I should encourage or we should encourage people to get over to the website and, and get registered because there's a likelihood that there's going to be a limit on how many riders are being uh, allowed into the event this year. Yeah. 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 Just to, to ensure success or to, to help assure yeah. success. No, I'm 100% on that. That's, uh, that I think is the biggest thing, especially being, you know, first year of the event, but you guys have had a ton of experience going to different events, participating, volunteering and all that stuff. So... Well, and we also picked we also picked the end of May so that there's enough gap in between other rallies that we are very fond of, right? Yeah. So we want to make sure that the, for those people who do attend those other rallies, um, because you know the love of it, uh, that they still have time to come back and um, and recoup if there's an injury or refix up their bike, depending on what's going on, um, and just time to still come and and do it with us, you know. Nice. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a really good point. And it, and it does become it does become interesting as you look at the calendar and you start trying to build a calendar of rally events. And mm-hmm. more often than not, you end up, well, uh, I can make this one, but not this one. I can go right. for one and a half days to this event and then three days to this one or, you know, it just uh, it gets interesting quickly. Well, I, you know, this last year with uh, Baja and Sonora in the fall, so close together, that was, you know, that was a tough one. And then uh, this spring, son- was it spring, I think that was yeah, uh, Sonora and the Sonora Nora Rally. And the Nora Rally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're so, you know, so oh, close yeah, together. We- and we know people that rode both. Right. And that and that's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting so. challenge and people signed up to do it. <laughs> but at the same time. <laughs> Man, it does uh, it does put you to the test. That is for sure. Exactly. Nice. So we didn't we didn't want to over push that, but we also wanted to make it to where um, you know we could also get as many people that are interested in it that we can. Yeah. No, I agree. I I think this is going to be a uh, I think this is going to be a good event. Awesome. So well, we're looking awesome. at, we're looking towards it, and obviously with all the planning we're doing, um, but. We're hoping to see, you know, like we said, all the people that we know from our rally adventures over the years. Yeah. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of new faces. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Lots of new faces. Lots of new faces. Lots of new new people getting into the sport and doing that. So good. Well, excellent. Well, and, and one last question. You're never, you're never too old to start because I didn't ride a dirt bike until I was 46. There we go. So, so you know. So there's no, mm-mm. there's exactly really zero excuses. There's no excuses. None <laughs> exactly whatsoever. Zero mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I appreciate you guys hey, taking sure. the time. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. No, no. And for, for hosting this podcast all, every week. And it's, it's, you know, my go-to on, uh, at the gym. On the drives and the gym. Awesome. Oh yeah. That's, that's the one. Excellent. But I see, I save it for stair machine day, just so you know, it's, it's not really a weightlifting day, but stair machine day, that's, that's your time. Hopefully something to pass the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, the stair mill is one of those special places that, <laughs> In, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Somebody. Th- yeah. It's all fun and games until you realize that you're only two minutes into a 30 minute stair climb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then I always say, well, why wouldn't you use level 20? They made 20 levels. You have to use 20. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they're, if they're there. <laughs> yeah. It's like sixth gear, right? Yeah, exactly. Why would they put it there if you weren't supposed to use it? Actually use it. Correct. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Seems logical. I mean, it does. 
<laughs> as long as you got plenty of hydration and the AED device right in the in the vicinity. Right there, right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Well, okay. I appreciate it, guys, and I hope you no. guys enjoy the rest of the weekend. Right. Thank you. Thanks, you as well. Thank you. Of course. Enjoy. Thanks. All right. Bye. So there you have it. All right. Now it's the official ending. There it is. Battleborn rally coming in hot. So we got a couple more weeks before we find out about the uh, what is happening. You know, we're we're maybe even closer to it as you guys are listening to. I'm looking at this and I and, you know, I got to put in my shout out for Lizzie for helping me with the calendar and helping organize uh, all of the guests. It's been a tremendous help. I really, really appreciate it. And and we've got I mean, Baja rally ones going off. We've got uh all of these, you know, Goodwin, Lacey, Hunt, we got the Battleborn Rally. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to all of these guests and everybody that we're talking to. We've got Battleborn Rally coming up. We've got the Dakar Rally coming up, Baja Rally coming up, all of these different rallies. We're getting into our rally season. It is going to be time. So what are your guys' thoughts? What are you guys thinking? You can do, if you're on Spotify, you can actually put feedback in and reply to the, and leave comments on the uh, podcast itself. There's more features coming up soon on that one. If you're following us on Spotify, if you're over on the Apple podcast side of things, hey, drop us a DM on Instagram. You can reach out to us. Uh, if you go to chasingwaypoints.com, you can go down to the bottom. You can scroll. You can sign up for one, the Bivouac newsletter, and two, you can also drop us a comment, uh, send it and submit it that way. So any which way you want to get a hold of us. Let's talk. Let's talk some rally. Let's get you into the rally raid side of things. So with that being said, guys, remember, it'll make sense when you get there. Enjoy the ride. All right. That is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Looking forward to our next one coming up. Remember, if you are out riding, do not forget to tag us. At Chasing Waypoints. Hashtag Chasing Waypoints. And if you haven't already, get on over to the website. Get signed up for the newsletter, The Bivouac. North America's Rally Raid and Adventure Riding newsletter. Hey, let's have some fun. Let's find out what are you guys up to. Let's get you featured. If you're a brand and looking to get supported, get some eyeballs, get some ears on your business absolutely hit us up send us a message at podcast at chasing waypoints but anyway that is a wrap remember shiny side up see you guys